Hello and welcome to Acumen Exchange, day two of the public reading of scripture. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited to share God's word with you today. My name is Dumelo Mataidi. I'm an African filmmaker and storyteller. In case you missed it, I've added a link to yesterday's podcast in the description below. Please take a moment, subscribe to our channel and check out our website. We'd love to have you there. What am I grateful for today? I'm grateful for God's love and his relentless pursuit for me. Sometimes we fall short of his glory, you know. Sometimes we drift away from his presence. And his love for me is just a reminder that indeed nothing can separate us from his love. I'm really grateful that I'm loved by him. Praise God for it. What am I praying for? I'm praying for complete surrender to God's will. That my will may be exchanged for his. That I can live a life of peace in knowing that I'm walking according to the plan that God had for me. You know, sometimes we lift heavy burdens and we carry it out of our own strength. And maybe what God wants is just for us to come to him and he'll exchange our heavy burden for his light one. Let us pray. Father, we come before you today and we cast our heavy yoke at your feet. Jesus, you say to us that we must come to you when we feel heavily burdened and you'll give us your yoke that is easy. Father, right now, before we go into the reading of the scripture, we just bring our heavy yokes, some bigger than the other. We just want to cast them before you and ask you that you exchange it for yours that is easy, that gives us peace, that gives stillness to our soul. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you lead us today as we read from your word. Your word says, dear Father, that your word is the lamp unto our feet. Light up the way, dear Father, as we take one step and the next step and the next step and trust and believing in you. Be with us now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So today we're going to be reading from Psalms 2, Matthew 2, verse 1 to 18, Genesis 3, and Genesis 4, verse 1 to 16. Let's start reading. Psalms 2. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against the anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them, and then in anger he rebukes them, terrifying them with their fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on a holy mountain. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. The whole earth is your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with the reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son, or he will become angry, and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities, for his anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for those who take refuge in him. Matthew 2, verse 1 to 18. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the east lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the first star appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. 
After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child and his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. They escaped to Egypt. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A war was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. Genesis 3 the man and woman sin. The serpent was the shrewdest of all animals the Lord had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking around the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, graveling in the dust as long as you live, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. She will strike your head, and you will strike her heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grain. By the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat, until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Paradise lost, God's judgment. Then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she would be mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skin for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. 
What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life, and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the garden of Eden and set Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim in the east of the garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Genesis 4 verse 1 to 16 Now Adam had had sexual relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help I have produced a man. Later she gave birth to his brother named Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for harvest, Cain presented some of the crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lamb from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the fields, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, No, for I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this chance, dear Lord, to just find pleasure once again in your word. Father, according to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, you say that you bless those who read the words of this prophecy to the church, and you bless all who listen to the message and obey what it says, for the time is near. Lord, we speak this, dear Father, over our lives, and we receive the blessing that you're showering on our heads right now, dear Father. As you anoint our heads, dear Lord, we pray that may the anointing drip on the ground we're standing on. May our anointing flow from our heads to our hands, dear Lord. Bless everything that we touch, dear Father. Bless everything that we pursue, dear God. Father, I pray for preferential treatment, dear Father, of all the people, dear Father, who are listening to the sound of my voice right now, dear Father. Bless us and bless us indeed, dear God. May everywhere that we set our feet be blessed. May everything that we touch be blessed. May everything that we set our minds and imagination to be blessed, dear Father. Thank you, dear Father, for the reminder that we need to abide in you, dear Father, and abide by your word, dear Lord. That, dear Father, things that you prohibit, dear Father, we should stay away from. That things that you cherish, we should find pleasure in, dear Lord. Father, thank you for the reminder that the whole Garden of Eden, dear Father, the whole earth, dear Father, was made for our pleasure, dear God. And we should rule with authority and dominion over it, dear Lord. Bless us today, dear God, as we go about our days. And I pray that when we meet again, dear Father, you may speak mightily over us. Pray for revelations over this word that was read today. Open our spiritual minds, dear Father, and may we hear you speak deep into us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for today's reading of the scripture. Let's connect. Send me an email with your prayer request, your comments, or your suggestions. The details are in the description below. Please feel free to share this with your friends and family. Until we meet again, stay blessed.